0: ESPN 94.1
1: FM and 8.930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC.
2: It is Monday, September 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And of course, you can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. And of course, every Monday, we're here the Union Pub and Grill, we tell you about the great specials. They have got $2 call shots, $1. fifty bottles every Monday. It's all day, all night long here at the Union Pub and Grill. Plus, we've got Monday Night Football, Football coming up tonight. That voice you hear is the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback Dave Walsh. And it's the Browns and the Jets tonight in the I-don't-want-to-watch game. <laughs> That's probably a good uh,
3: nomer for that one. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it on for a second or two and then go to something else. I'm going to watch it, but. Only because
2: uh, I guess I'm mad at myself or something.
3: <laughs> For yesterday? Yeah. I don't I'm just know. watching the TV all behind you, Paul, and uh, a lot of fantasy people going down the tubes. burgers out, breezes is out, and you're going, uh oh. They're on the waiver wire right now, trying to find somebody to get them through next week. You know, you should come down here to the Union Pub and Grill, and if <laughs> yes. your fantasy team goes
2: bust on you tonight, you can take advantage of the drink specials. Exactly. Again, $1. fifty bottles, $2.00 call shots. We're going to say that all night long while we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. So, Thundering Herd, battle for the bell. We just wrapped that up on Saturday. 27,323 fans show up to watch Marshall renew hostilities with the Bobcats and the Herd salted away in the fourth quarter. I loved it. They take the knee to finish it out, win the game 33-31, and all of a sudden the bell matters. The kids who have been all week like, yeah, we don't know too much about this game. You know, we knew that Marshall played them before, and they won the bell last time. All of a sudden – Isaiah Green just takes <laughs> off like a track star. If Marshall had track, uh, again, outdoor track, yes. Green would have, uh, would he, he have won. He'd be the sprinter. Yeah, okay. they've got indoor track. Outdoor track, you know, I mean, truly, like a true track and field superstar. Yeah. Isaiah Green would have been. Tore off. Got that bell. 4.4 probably. Man. Something like that. You know what? I would re- I would go ahead and start trying to build an outdoor track. I mean, you get cross country, but I would build an outdoor track because Green just took off. <laughs> he showed that he could be a two-sport athlete yeah. at Marshall, yeah. and he just went. He could probably run indoor. Well, you know what? He's in that building all the time. Anyway, right. so let's let him run indoor. I've never seen a human being sprint that fa- Okay, take was- that back. Ohio's quarterback, Rourke. I saw the him. sideline. He, he should play track for the Bobcats. He might, since he's done playing football pretty soon. I'll have to check that out. But they got the bell. They were excited about it. Doc Holliday was even reportedly
3: smiling <laughs> and happy. <laughs> he was supposedly dancing a little bit, but nobody has video of that one. And uh, No proof. Take video at your own risk on that one, folks. No proof. So you've had a couple days now to digest this one. What you, would you take away from this one? The bell is back in Huntington until next year. And the one thing I liked about the creativity, Coach Cramsey vowed that things were going to change after last week, even though they only scored one touchdown in the second half. That was the one that won it. They ran the clock out. We saw Statue of Liberty. We saw reverses. We saw balls down the middle of the field so, th- that other people are doing. We borrowed a few pages that the other people are doing and added a few wrinkles in there, and it was nice to see, and it just gives the future opponents something to think about. Unfortunately, Cincinnati has two weeks off too because they uh, switched things around, I heard, and they're off this week too. And then, so both will be well rested when they come to town.
2: Well, the game's in Huntington, so that's the they advantage. They have to make the trip. Yeah. It's not that hard of a
3: trip, but the advantage still heard until otherwise. Yes. But, I'll, you know, and getting back to Isaiah being the sprinter that he is and the bell and everything, late in the game, they ran the ride and read, and I said, well, the, the running back is tackled with the ball. And you said, no, Dave, Isaiah has it. And he did. Isaiah's running more and more now with the football. The ride and read, and Xavier Gaines came in and scored a touchdown on it. Faked the handoff, took off around the end, first touchdown. He's got some quarterback in him. He's got he some quarterback in him. what he used to play. He's what he used to play. So that, who knows what they have out there now. When, As Doc said after the game, you better look where number 11 lined up. He might be here, 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 here. You better account for him.
2: I like the fact that they're able to open that offense up a little bit more. Maybe we'll see that, that playbook open up even more, Cincinnati game. Of course, you don't want to show everything right away, but you are working more and more in. We might see more of that Wildcat. And by the way, we talked to Xavier Gaines earlier today. Uh, we'll save it for later, just give you something um, to, uh, to come back on. It's not called the Wildcat anymore.
3: Where they designated him? You'll now? find out later okay, on. Okay. That's, uh, that's a tease, <laughs> That's Dave. a tease. Okay. So we're going to call that a, a little bit later on by its new name. They keep saying he's going to throw one. He has yet to throw it, I believe. It's but, happening. Uh, it's going to. But that's something Cincinnati in the future of people. Where's 11? Where is he? Is it tight end? Is it wide out? Is it a Wildcat? Used to be. We'll find out.
2: So there's a new name for that. You'll find that out a little bit later on. Also, we're going to hear from – Ryan Euchek, he was in town Saturday, so your check was in town Saturday. So some of the things you're going to hear reference a little bit to the Ohio game, but I still thought it was a uh, really good. So we're going to hear that later. Also, a guy that hasn't uh, had a chance to be interviewed yet. This was his first time being Ryan. interviewed. Was Kobe Cumberlander, and he was in the uh, mesh today of uh, players that were brought to us. So we're going. <laughs> he, I'm telling you. It was his first time being interviewed, but he was excited. He was probably one of my best interviews of the day, so that's why we're going to hear him today, because he was just that excited, that into being up there. And, yeah, he gave us a lot to – he really did. Yeah. Know, some guys, they come up there and
3: – You know, you know, you know. And other guys, you're going like, run with it, baby, run with it. Well,
2: I was going to say more line of length. They give us some basic information. Then you got a guy who comes in like a – Uh, A Levi Brown who will give you the actual playbook just about (laughs) of everything. He breaks it all down for you. And then Kobe comes in. He's sort of like in the middle. He's excited, and he's telling us what's going on and uh, how he was feeling. So he's definitely a guy that I was excited to talk to earlier this afternoon, and uh, we'll hear from him a little bit later on. And, of course, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. You can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories it is the original light beer also you can find me on twitter at paul swan the show's on facebook by searching the drive with paul swan so we're going to talk more about this victory over ohio when we continue we're going to hear from xavier gaines we'll hear from ryan your he was in town so we'll get his thoughts uh, again some of this is a uh, pre-game so uh, we'll get his thoughts on the series itself and then Later on, I'm excited to um, to hear Kobe Cumberlander. He was uh, really a fun interview today, so we've got that coming up for you on today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. one gamblernet
1: The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
3: Marshall at the Bobcat 26, trying to draw first blood here in the battle for the Belgian receivers, left and one right, the snap, a fake on the handoff, we've got a keeper to the left, and that is Xavier Gaines in there, at the 15, cuts left, he's at the 10 and five, and the X-Man takes it in, touchdown Thundering Herd, a 26-yard run for Xavier Gaines.
2: Steve Cotton on the call, courtesy Learfield IMG College, Paul Swan, and Dave Wolf with you here at the Union Pub and Grill. It is Monday, September 16th, and we're recapping and enjoying that Ohio loss. The herd wins the battle for the bell, 33 to 31, and that was an amazing play because all of a sudden we're looking like, well, wait whoa, wait a minute, who's got but, the ball? Who's got the ball? There's Xavier. He's got the ball. Oh, oh there's a Wildcat. Yeah, we were. We're not cheering in the press box, but no. we were we were whispering that to each other. But you have found out that's not called that. Not called the Wildcat. I'll save that surprise for just a minute. But okay. uh, we talked to Xavier Gaines today and asked him, hey, you know, was it fun being in the Wildcat? You know his answer, yeah. but here it is anyway. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. You know, I mean, I played quarterback before all my life. You know what I mean? Coming into Marshall, I played a little bit like for my first couple of years here. Um, just going back to my roots is always great. I mean, being a quarterback—I mean, who, who doesn't want to be a quarterback? You know what I mean? I mean, um, it was great. I mean, I'm hoping for more plays. You know what I mean? We can add some more things to the playbook uh, with me at quarterback. Maybe a couple of throws. You know what I mean? It was—it was good.
2: So he's excited to be in that position. He's got some quarterback DNA in him, so it's not a strange position for him. And. With the Wildcat, um, which
3: is not called the Wildcat anymore. It's um, not. You've really piqued interest between that and Kobe. I'm Two different areas. I'm going like, where's he going with this one? I what can you call it? But well, I'm sure there's something. Well, they have a few days off to prepare. They've for got two weeks to rename it. it. Yes,
2: but you know what? <laughs> what? He was asked that. Hey, you've got a couple of weeks off now. You've got some time. We can't be calling that the Wildcat. It really doesn't fit. What are you guys going to call that? And he already had an answer for us. <laughs>
4: To be honest, we have a couple names for it. It's like bison. That's what we call it, the bison package. And then uh, amigos, when it's like me, Devin, into our money in the backfield, we call that amigos. So uh, we don't really call it, um, yeah, we don't call it a wildcat. <laughs> no, we don't call it that. It's bison, bison personnel.
3: Bison personnel. Bison personnel and the amigos. Nothing to do with the restaurant across the street. It's what those three guys are doing.
2: Well, have you seen the movie of Three Amigos? I've seen
3: the movie. Okay. Close across the street. There you go. I would. Yeah. I forget about the cross the street.
2: I would right. just go with the three amigos. <laughs> so we're calling that Bison from now on. So when you see Xavier Gaines in the Bison, watch out.
3: Wildcat is gone. Forget it. Do not say he's in the Wildcat. This Bison package. He's, he's got a word for everything. He can't be. But gone. he is a threat, and, and it's just not window dressing. He caught one that won the game. He. I don't know if he apologized or not, but he made up for it by the touchdown to win. He was wide open on a deep ball, dropped it came back There's a lot of different ways he can beat you and you better account for him pre-snap. Where is number 11? And the thing
2: is, they're going to put that in a little bit more so teams have got to prepare for it. It's just
4: another comm- everything that they possibly can do with that yet. So we haven't seen everything,
2: but teams have now going to prepare for that. And that's going to make it difficult, a little bit harder for teams, especially uh, as the season goes on. You're, you're trying to account for everything, and it's, it's very difficult. So they might throw that in now and then. I don't know how consistent they're going to run that. That might be, OK, we are going to run it every now and then when the situation you know, arises. I mean, we might see it again against Cincinnati. Don't know. I mean, would you would you run it every week? I don't
3: know. We'll we'll find out in less than two weeks. I think they will use it, but they will pick their poison when they do it. They're going to go when the situation is right. They'll go to that package and then bison package. I think Isaiah stays on the field. He just lines it up a different place. And would it be something for him to throw one, catch one, and run from one in a ball game?
2: Xavier Gaines in that game had uh, 105 all-purpose yards, 52 running, 53 receiving and he was one of the the top yard getters on that team. Brendan Knox, before he was taken out of the game, he was amassing all the yards at 133. Uh, Sheldon Evans comes in, and he gets 77. Uh, He also gets a lot on the kick return, so he adds to his totals. He had 118 all-purpose yards, so a lot of guys uh, with a lot of production, and don't forget Isaiah Green had a run. Uh, he had 50 yards on the run. That's that, amazing.
3: That's the stat. I mean, sure he's going to throw it. He carried the ball six times for 50 yards. That's uh, eight time, That's eight yards per every time he touches the ball running. I will take those numbers any day of the week if he does that. Because I was the one to say he's not going to run it. You said, Dave, he's got it, not the running back. And there he goes. First down, the clock runs out, and They they have the bell. So the bell belongs to the Marshall and the, these guys have got a couple
2: of days off now and then they're going to get right back at it and, and work uh, smart, hopefully try to get themselves in a good position where they're rested, their, their bodies are in a good place so they can at least take advantage of the time off and at the same time get ready for Cincinnati. And so the question was asked to Xavier, when's the last time you had a couple of days off? Here's his <laughs> reply.
4: Uh, <laughs> probably in June or something like that. You know what I mean? When we were doing summer workouts, probably not even then. I mean, I mean, it's a you know it's a year-round thing with Doc and with football. Period. You just gotta stay stay on the ground, keep working, and I don't remember last time we had two days off though. It feels good to be honest. to get say, a little break.
1: How beneficial is it just from a mental standpoint, just to clear your head of it for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very
4: important just to get away from ball a couple of days just to relax and um, I mean. So it's nice for me. I, I like it, to be honest. Get my body a rest. I've been going to treatment, getting right. You know what I mean? Just, it's a positive thing.
1: Especially, I mean, do you think it's just important for Doc to get away? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's never
4: away. He's probably in there watching film right now with the offensive staff or the defensive staff. This is just what he do. He loves football. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's just this is what he does. I mean, that's Doc. I don't think he really gets away from football too much. He he wants us over here all the time. You know what I mean? It's just that's just Doc.
2: You think Doc is, maybe right now he's there taking care of film, looking at things. and Offensive staff, defensive staff, somebody has got the projector going. 8 o'clock at night, he's still doing it. 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock, 3 a.m., he wakes up. Oh, I got a great idea. <laughs> you think that's, a, that's the life of Doc's he living? He doesn't write it
3: down. He does it. <laughs> so I'll just write it down. No. He, right then before he forgets it. So, Who knows? Who knows? But he was probably right about the fact that he was with the staff, offense or defense, breaking down the Bearcats. You guys rest a couple days. We're going to work. And when you come back on Tuesday or so, we'll get ready. We'll get them ready
2: together. I can tell you this. We'll hear from Don Holiday tomorrow. So he'll he'll come out of the film room just long enough to kind of give us an <laughs> idea of uh, the next opponent, which is open. It's not Cincinnati. Your next opponent's open. you got to tackle the off week. Yes. And the, you, you have to battle the what happens between now and the game by getting ready for the game and at the same time tackling the fact that
3: you don't have a game no, for you a couple don't. weeks? You have an open date this week. And how often does it happen that both teams, when you're playing the following week, is open the same week you are? That's kind of rare. But uh, they played their rival game. They played Miami. They Whatever they play for, it still is in Cincinnati's possession. Now they're going to rest up and come to Huntington.
2: You think that really is going to be a, a rivalry game much longer because Cincinnati has not been anywhere, you know, well, let's put it this way. Miami has a, a lot of work to do. Cincinnati has not been anywhere down to their level for nope. years. They've been way ahead of them. And after a while, it's you've got to cut this out for a while until these
3: two teams can be competitive again. 'Cause if you look at the series in the last few years, it's pretty much stayed with Cincinnati. Where the either place it didn't matter. It's just they they are heads and shoulders above the Miami at this point. Take a break. Although they won't, that's the rivalry of you know, we're state rivals, they're inner city type rivals. They're gonna keep playing, but Miami does have work to do. I think Ohio and Marshall works.
2: The two teams are comparable, they're competitive with each other every year when they do play and the fact that there is a lot of connection. As we talked about on Saturday, if uh, you weren't with us on the the broadcast Saturday, uh, we talked about The fact that I know people, I work with people who went to Ohio. You may have worked with people who went to Ohio. You might be married to somebody who went (laughs) to Ohio. And you might be friends with somebody who went to Ohio. You've got those connections. And it's very rare. You you don't have that with many Conference USA schools, but you have that with Ohio. And, you know, we might know somebody who went to Cincinnati as well. But the Ohio game, it's really special in that regard because – we know somebody who lives in athens we know somebody who works in huntington who, who went to the school there or rooted for him I, I saw a couple leaving on saturday we were walking to the garage together and uh, i asked them, I said, hey you guys drive in from from athens really like, no we came in from wheelersburg so there is that um <laughs> there is that connection
3: between the two yeah. regions yeah and the way the roads are nowadays you can get to where you can get to one another real quick real quick and uh, you mentioned the rivalry with the within the families Jared Smalley's one of them, he has Marshall ties. I think somebody he knew has Ohio ties. Well, someone he works with. He works with, and that person has to go to Jared's place and whatever they made the wager on, deliver. So, interesting what has gone on today with Marshall winning, who had to pay up and who sat there with a smile on their face. I'm glad I don't have any of those bets. Me the last just, th- I'm just resting until away from Saturday. The
2: last time I made one of those bets, it was with uh, a Cleveland Browns fan, Ooh. and I won that though. Oh, okay. I was I won. It was a sweep. I won. I was good. That's <laughs> oh, good to hear. Yeah. So, and I'm not making that ever again. <laughs> Especially the way the Bengals played on Sunday, I'm not making that bet anytime soon.
3: We were talking Saturday, and then uh, I saw the score from the Sunday game. I was doing something looked up the scores, and I went, uh-oh, I know somebody not very happy right now. I was good, actually. Okay. I don't get triggered. It's a game. It's just, I mean, the sun came up today. It's a
2: game. I enjoy it when I can. If I can't enjoy it, I hopefully will get a better product next week.
3: I, I heard actually, a little yeah, bit, though, I bet. A like, little it's bit. It's
2: disappointing. It's disappointing,
3: but I don't lose my knowledge. No, some people lose their life over it sometimes and i'm going for some people that's their life that's
2: it that's all they have to wrap their life around is the success and failures of their team and there is that fine line from just hey i'm a fan i support this team i i'm excited when they win and yeah i'm sad when they lose or disappointed but there's a line between those fans who really understand that this is a game win or lose you want them to win if they lose okay well guess what there's another game and from those who just lose their mind if you lose, <laughs> as if it's a personal attack on them, their image of self worth is determined by this victory here. Right. I mean the sun showed yeah, the sun showed up. The I saw it the it sun rose. came
3: up today but there were probably, you know, you mentioning some Bengal fans. They probably oh, yeah, it's, by it's like two o'clock s- the bottles were popping. The corks were popping because it was not going their way. The Browns played tonight, they're the closest ones around here. The Steelers have lost their quarterback. So, the fantasy people, uh, they've got their work cut out for them. Two weeks into the season, they've already got to go to the waiver Wire for big moves, not little moves, big moves. Davis,
2: why well, I'm not playing fantasy Me football. Me either.
3: I haven't played since
2: Brian left. Fantasy hockey. Fantasy hockey. <laughs> and we move on. We're going to come back, and we're going to hear from Kobe Cumberlander. We're going to get this thing um, going with him. He, I tell you what, he was excited to be with us. I, you're not going to hear it, but I asked him, I so said, what's more exciting, the uh, the fact that you get to talk to us or the win? <laughs> he said, well, okay, I, the win. But this is close. This is one and one <laughs> A, <so to> <laughs> Just about. So we'll hear from him when we continue. Also, later on, um, had a chance to catch up with Ryan Urichek on Saturday. So we'll hear a little bit of that conversation when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
4: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and
1: AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
2: We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 Fourth Avenue in Huntington. Paul Swan, Dave Walsh with you here till 6 o'clock. Also, we invite you to come down to the Union Pub and Grill for the rest of the evening because of course Monday night football and we've got drink specials for you. $2 call shots, $1.50 bottles all evening long right here at the Union Pub and Grill. Earlier this afternoon Dave had a chance to catch up with Kobe Cumberlander and he was a factor in the game. He had two solos, two assists, four total On Saturday, so we got to call his number a few times on the stat sheet. But this was his first time up with us talking to us in the press box uh, after a game. And, boy, he was excited. He really was excited. He just came over to us. first time. First time. He actually said that, hey, first time. This is my first time being interviewed by you guys. I asked him, hey, what's more exciting, this or the win? He's like, okay, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) The win. But you guys are close. and. I asked him when we were talking to him earlier, "Hey, what was it like? You're playing in that game against Ohio, and you
0: beat Ohio. What was that like? It was just crazy, you know. like, what, last time we won the Bell was uh, 2014, and I, wasn't, I didn't even know this was a whole robbery thing at first. But when I got here, you know, we talked about it, and we had a whole bunch of alumni talking about it. And to go out on a Saturday and go play for the Bell, it just meant a lot. And getting the win—it's just like it was just very, very important. It was good to see Doc happy about getting the bow back. It was crazy, you know, seeing him smile because he's always a serious guy. Because he's always serious about winning. You know, being prepared—you know, the most prepared team always wins, and that's what I felt like happened. You know, even when we had adversity hit, we still finished. So he's excited
2: about this. I mean, now he knows it's a rivalry. He, yes. I can't wait till next year when they play.
3: Yes, because he's got his feet wet. Now he knows what it's all about, and he's going to go to Athens next year, and uh, if he's on there again, he will really be letting it go on the microphone. When
2: we were talking to him, I asked him, hey, uh, what are you working on on the off week? Here's his reply.
0: Uh, I just... Making sure everybody's healthy. You know, people are gonna be banging up like from last week and then the week before, you know, it gives us time to just really just focus on ourselves. But, you know, going into Cincinnati, like they're definitely a talented team and we're also a talented team and I feel like, you know, going to this game, especially being here at the Joan, you know, when you lock the gates, you're gonna get in here for a fight for sure. You know, I'm telling you. And that's where I just feel like most confident, it's just like taking care of our bodies now, you know, having early preparation before them and when the game starts we're going to see what happens. It's going to be a show, for real. So he's in, he's
2: already
3: ready to go. I'm sure he'd play tomorrow if they let him. He would. Now, the other gentleman, Xavier, was welcoming a two days off, just being the rookie the first time. Let's go play now. He'll learn uh, that two days off, do it. We'll see you Wednesday. Doc, I'll be back Wednesday. You gave us two days off. I'm out of here.
2: That's always better to go into an off week with a win. Yeah. Always better. I mean, it's an obvious question, even though I did ask it. I wanted to answer from him. Hey, what's it like? You're going into
0: this off week. You got the win. Is that easier, better for you guys? Here's his reply. I mean, you know, every every next game is like always a big game. You know, every time you go into one, uh, I feel like, you know, with this game, it, it does give us a little bit more mem- of, of momentum because you know we got to win. Especially, it's going to be here at home, so we got the whole crowd cheering us on and stuff. So which gives us an advantage. So I mean, I don't know. It's just like I feel like we're going to be well prepared for that game.
2: So. They get the win. They get the momentum. They've got that off their shoulders now. Because if they would have lost this one after losing to Boise State, all of a sudden momentum would have died. Yeah. They would have had a lot of pressure. We got to go get that next one. We got to go out there and win. And is it always harder if you're on a, a losing streak to try to get that next one, knowing that the losses are mounting up? Now, I mean, now they're two and one.
3: Now they're two and one, and if things go well, they could be three and one. A lot better than one and three which is what he was talking about because, remember, Ohio did take the lead late, but Marshall got the drive to score. They got the ball back and ran the clock out for the W. So um, I'm sure Doc is happy the way they got it. Didn't want to give them two touchdowns, but you know how their quarterback is, Mr. Wark. He's a uh, very dangerous, very dangerous runner. He can throw it too. He had quite a night on both ends, but it was all said and done. Marshall made one more play than they did. 72-yard run by
2: Nathan Wark puts the Bobcats up. Other than that, really, the Marshall defense did a pretty good job of really? keeping him contained, especially in that fourth quarter. So one of the questions that was asked of Kobe was, "What did the defense do, other than that
0: touchdown that they gave up, to keep him in check?" Just trying to rush, you know, four-man rush. We're trying to get back there. You know, the O-line is they were they were decent, but you know, we tried our best to get to them. You know, trying to keep him contained is is the biggest thing. You know, we that long run that he had. You know, this that was a you know, mistake on our end, but you know it happens. But to just keep him in his pocket, you know, knock him off his spot was just the biggest thing.
2: Pretty fast, wasn't
0: he? Oh yeah, that too. I didn't know he was that fast. You know, our coach was saying like he's fast, but like he was fast. That man was going. That man was going, bro.
3: I would run him. I would run I was, him every chance so, I get. I was several times mentioning you. Why are they not running him option football more? But they didn't. They, Coach Solich had the plan, and uh, it worked because well, six or seven minutes ago in the game, they had the lead. You know? So regardless of what had happened, Ohio had the lead, but Marshall had one more touchdown in them. Mr. Gaines got the touchdown catch. Then they ran the clock out.
2: I think one thing that didn't surprise us was once they got into this game, once they started playing Ohio, they had a few days the build up to it. They understood, okay, this is Ohio. This means something to the fans. So it means something to us, and that was a great attitude because you saw, you saw Isaiah Green afterwards take off, go get the belt. But one of the questions that was asked of Kobe was what was it like to really be in that situation where you're celebrating really for the first time a rivalry win with the fans? It
0: was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy, for It was like we just won a championship. It was awesome, you know, just to experience of that and, you know, seeing everybody happy. You know, we know that even though that game was just very, very close and it, we, we stuck together and knew that, okay, if we stick together throughout this game, we're going to win. You just got to keep playing hard. You got to keep pushing forward. And that's just, that's what made me really happy, too, so we just never gave up. You never give up on a big game like that, ever.
3: He's having a good day behind the market. He's true. They kept plugging, kept fighting, kept scrapping, and all said and done, one more big play than what Ohio made, and they got the W for it.
2: So I followed up on that. I wanted to know from him, what does that say about your teammates
0: coming together like that? It's crazy. You now T. Beck, for real, like I'm not gonna lie. T. Beck had a, an amazing game. I'm pretty sure everybody on the whole defense had an amazing game. But like he was just coming to us like, yo, if you aren't out there, you know, trying to make a play, then don't be out there. And he was, he really meant that. You know, it, when the game's on the line and you really need to make big plays, that's when we come in and we have to fight through that and make a big play in order to win. And that's where I just like, I feed off the energy every time,
3: every single time. The next man up mentality, of uh, this little bit, not quite this time last year when Brendan Knox stepped on board, now we have to get him healthy again. Somebody comes out of the woodwork and makes a play. He's on the roster, we're scrambling to find out who he is. When it's all said and done, this guy is very articulate. He's enjoying his moment of in the sun, as anybody would. Plus he's talking about a W, not like, well, we played pretty good till the end and he just got away from us. No. We made the place to win the game. Phil's That's good. what he's gonna remember most.
2: Yeah, feels good to talk about a win. Always yeah. always good to talk about a win, but that win was in doubt. Maybe. I don't know if they were thinking, Oh, okay, we gotta this might not go our way or like we got this, we just gotta go out and do it. I don't know what each guy was thinking so I wanted to know from Kobe what were you thinking that game was going back and forth for you and me we're sitting there going man there's a lot of offense for a Marshall Ohio game there's a (laughs) lot of scoring going on here I just wanted to know from him Kobe what were you feeling watching that game go back
0: and forth yeah I was was nervous when, when he ran that 72 yard I was like dang I was like oh man you know, we gotta do something on defense. We got to. We gotta do something. We gotta stop them next time. We can't make make that run happen again. And you know, I, I knew the offense was gonna get it going. You know, Zay had an amazing game and X had an amazing game. Everybody on offense, Shell, Knox, all of them had amazing games. So like when I knew that they had the ball in their hands and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm not nervous no more
3: because I know they're gonna get the ball in the end zone. They sold it away, run the clock out, take the knee, go home yeah. happy. That that in the post game, that was one of the things Doc talked about. As many good things that he saw in the ball game and disappointments. The biggest, one of the biggest, last 542. Marshall had the, made first downs, kept the clock going, took the knees. They ran it out. How you never got the ball back.
2: Marshall Victorious, we'll talk a little bit more about it. We're heading into the final lap. When we come back, we've got Ryan check had a chance to catch up with him on Saturday. We'll hear. What's going on with Check when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 800Gambler.net
1: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back
2: to the Monday edition. The drive continues on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Also on Dave Walsh with you. We're going into the final lap of today's show, and we've got Ryan Yurecek. Of course, Check was a legend at Marshall; still is, and it's only been what, maybe a season and a half, yeah. season two. You know, it just it feels like he was here yesterday, but he's been gone a little bit longer than that. But he was back on Saturday, so it was really good to see him, and we had a chance to catch up with him for a few minutes, Dave. And I looked for you; I didn't see you. I was there for a while. You were you behind me? I didn't see you. I was behind you. you. Okay, I didn't see you. I was wondering where you, you had were your
3: at? spot eyes. Subservient. You know so me.
2: I uh, I have to go up front.
4: Exactly. I, I and pl- I saw you with your apparatus there to I, I take pl- it all. So-
3: been a well-traveled man so to speak the time he left he's been all over everywhere but he still got back but uh, some of the guys one being mr yates who went in the hall of fame over the weekend it's a big game i did we lost to him the last time we played Ohio. we lost you guys you got to make up for it you've got to get the w this time your your turn we let it get away on
1: our turn then that's your turn.
2: Yeah and you bring that up he has been on a journey so I I asked him hey what what's the journey been like from leaving Marshall to now?
1: It's been it's been crazy man I, I wouldn't change it for the world I, don't, I didn't quite know what I signed up for when I you know I got into uh, when I decided I wanted to play in the NFL. Um, shoot I've been with you know three teams in in 19 months now so it's, uh, it's been crazy, but, you know, I had, I had great experiences everywhere I've been, and you know, I'm still, you know, waiting by my phone, you know, waiting for a phone call. It takes just one person to twist an ankle or something like that, and you can immediately be back, you know, in the NFL. And, um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, even if I don't play another down to football, it's been a great experience, and, and I can't wait to, you know, see where life takes me next.
3: The next level. He did very well at Marshall. He's got some, his, his dad is doing very well at his next stop. He got a taste of it. But he wants another taste and the way guys are going down right and left. Uh, the phone may have already rung. Who knows? Well, if he was a
2: quarterback, he might <laughs> he have might, a better might shot. Have an answer one today. Yeah. He might have a better shot if uh, he was a quarterback, but he's had a journey. It's, uh, it's taken him far and wide. It feels like, and he gets to come back and play, uh, you know, at least play to the fans talk to them, you know, enjoy the time here. And so the question was asked of, you know, what's it been like just coming back?
1: Um, it, It's been crazy. I mean, I, you know, I've got to see, you know, four or five of my closest friends and we all, we all got in town together and it's just, I was just honestly making laps in the parking lot and just the people I've seen and the people coming up to me, you know, and saying stuff, it, you know, it really, you know, hits home with me and, and shows you how how special of a place this really is, and there's not many places like this um, that a former player who hasn't been here in two years could go back to. and. and and would have the experience that I've had when I've only been here for 24 hours. It's, it's been awesome. Uh, it really has been, and I can't say enough about you know this community and everything. I mean, I was sitting at dinner last night, and people were coming to me, you know, patting me on the back, saying, "Hey, you know, sorry I didn't work out in Dallas. Sorry I didn't work out in Oakland. Things like that. You know, we're glad to have you back here. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, it really is a, is a family atmosphere, and there's not many like this in the country."
2: Dave. You speak to that. Uh, he's a player that comes back and feels like he's just been welcomed and uh, yep. picking right back up. You're a former player. You never left, so. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what's get it a like? chance to
3: come back, but they always. Yeah, that's Dave. That's Dave. Or that's Ryan. They they remember. He he gave them four pretty good years, maybe five. I can't remember exactly, but uh, the, how you did get away. But overall, he helped Marshall stay on the map, be relevant, and he's only a phone call away to the next level. He's got a taste of it. He wants another taste, a longer taste, and um, somebody goes down, or he changes positions to quarterback and somebody goes down. He might get that phone call.
2: I hope he gets but that. But he call? made the
3: impression that the people here remember he was a tight end, caught the ball from Miss. I think uh, Chad threw it to him a little bit. So uh, they made they made a good mark over time. He moved on, but they they remember what he gave to the university and he gives back.
2: I hope that they, um, whoever they are, call him soon. Hope he gets that phone call. But if he doesn't get that phone call, question was asked to him. Hey, is there any chance of you being in your hometown during that Marshall Rice game? Here's his <laughs> reply.
1: There's no, there's no saying how many Marshall games I'll take in this year. If I'm, if I'm not somewhere, uh, so that's obviously something I'm excited about. I mean, you know, watching, you know, the uh, the team play, you know, last week at Boise State, it, it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of the the team we had in 14. And even talking to to Doc when. Uh, And I was here yesterday. There's a lot of reminders of that team in 14. Like watching that defense play last week was unbelievable. It was one of the best performances I've ever seen by a defense, you know, in my life. And, um, you know, obviously the offense, um, you know, in the first half was rolling, and the second half, you know, stuttered a little bit. But, uh, you know, I can't wait to see them come out here today and and start hitting on all cylinders. Again, that's going to be exciting. Um, So, yeah, uh, and I'm excited.
3: And he got a good game to watch. Yeah,
1: he picked a very good game to watch. And
3: I'm sure uh, when Mr. Wark went that 72 yards pretty quickly, uh, he was going, uh-oh. But uh, he knew that the offense had one more answer than, than Ohio did. I don't Mr. care. Gains touchdown. They win. He enjoys the visit. And we'll see if he's here next week.
2: I don't care who you are. You had to enjoy that 72-yard run. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was spectacular. One of the
3: hiccups he talked about, because I looked over to you, Paul, and said, uh, run the option. When they kick the guy out, I said, the only thing going to stop him is the end zone. And now he was gone. Why they didn't run it more, I don't know. They'll probably do it next year, but that one play they did, and uh, that's the price you pay if you don't account for number 12. Just like 17-11, you had best account for them. Know where they are at all times.
2: Now, a guy like Chuck, you're hoping that he gets a phone call from somebody and makes it with somebody. Uh, be it the NFL, or maybe if that's not the option for him, maybe his path is a little different because things are opening up a little bit. Of course, you've got the Canadian Football League. That's an option for some. Not all take advantage of that or want to take advantage of that. There could be, if it can stick around, the XFL. That could be a a legitimate option.
3: They can learn from what happened to the other league, why it only lasted two to three weeks. And you've got Vince behind us, the marketing issue, and I've said that from day one. I quickly learned in journalism. Win, lose, or draw is one thing. How do you market? How do you market the product? That and has a lot to do with it. And Vince markets his products very well, as you'll attest, by looking at his bank account. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Other guys try to wrestle. There's another group out there now. But Vince somehow, someway, at the end of the day, is number one.
2: Well, that could be an option. It could be an option for a lot of players. I was kind of curious, hey, is that something you would consider? You know, If the NFL isn't where it's going to be for you or – do you take a different path trying to get to the NFL, chasing that dream? You know, Would you consider playing in the F- XFL or would you consider playing in this Canadian Football League?
1: Uh, I mean, everything is an option, and I want to explore everything, and I don't know what the – what the pay and stuff's like gonna be for the XFL. I mean, I, you know, put my name into that draft pool, kind of, uh, I don't know how long that's gonna go or how long that's gonna last, but that'd definitely be something I'd explore. I mean, I explore anything. I'd, I'm, you know, I'm 23, I'm still in great shape. I love to play football as long as I could. And, um, you know, we'll try to play for as long as I could, but you know, there comes a point where you gotta, you know, move on with life and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's going to be the toughest thing for me. If nothing happens in the next couple months, it's saying, all right, you know, it's time to go coach somewhere. It's time to you know go get a job somewhere or something like that. So, but uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited.
2: And that's going to do it for this edition of the show. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill. You can join us anytime on Mondays, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Take advantage of the Monday special, $2 call shots, $1.50 bottles every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Special thanks to our producer back in the studio, Gabriel Sellards, for the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, No emphasis on former or young.
3: Neither. Neither. I survived Friday and Saturday, recovered on Sunday, and we're going at another week.
2: I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for listening to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.